0: Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent, to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Hi
1: there. So, at the time of the airing of this show, it is one week before Valentine's Day. And I'm dedicating this month of February to talking about relationship and love. And, of course, this is one of our favorite topics, is it not? And love is our true nature. Love is what God is. So, we're always talking about God when we're talking about love, and by love, I mean love, not affection, not tenderness, not even caring. Love is a power that is challenging for us to even truly understand it, but it is the source of all. Love is our source. So let's go right to the source, and I'm going to speak a word of blessing for us. Invite you to place your hand on your heart, to take that breath of love right now, invoking love into our awareness, into our heart, into every aspect of our beingness, fulfilling our awareness, invoking divine grace, divine faith, invoking the higher Holy Spirit self, the Christ Presence. The Christ mind, divine awareness, breathing deeply. We are consciously attuning to the highest and best, knowing that our own higher Holy Spirit self is one with the one. We are one with the infinite and so is everyone else. And we're dedicating ourselves to walking the talk, to living in alignment, to staying focused on love as our true identity. As our natural state. So grateful and so thankful to dedicate our practice, our awakening to the benefit of all beings because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 <sighs> so. Let's get to it, relationship. I uh, recently wrote a blog. I have a daily blog, and if you would like to receive an invitation by email, just sign up at jenniferhadley.com. I send the daily blog along with a link to listen to the daily prayer that I record every day. There's no charge for the inspiration, no charge to listen to the prayer. And it's all available at jenniferhadley.com on the blog page there. So I, I wrote a blog at the beginning of February. On You can actually go and look for it on February 2nd. And it's called God Completes Me. God completes me. And what what happened was one day I was in meditation and I was thinking about uh, a movie that I love that you've probably seen called Jerry Maguire. And in that movie, Jerry says to his wife, Dorothy, I, I guess future wife, you complete me. And when we're watching the movie, there is a sense... That, oh, oh this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for Jerry, and they actually are married when he says it to her. We're waiting for Jerry to recognize that Dorothy is the one and that she completes him. And, Phew, thank God Jerry realized this. And it's that wonderful scene where Jerry is with his, uh, rather Dorothy is with her friends and they're all together and in the living room and he makes this declaration in front of everyone and it's beautiful, except that that is codependency. So those of us who have a strong spiritual practice and we understand the nature of love, we know that this actually is just the beginning of more and more suffering in a special relationship. (laughs) So we're hoping that Jerry and Dorothy will wake up and realize that God completes them. Not each other, God completes them. And what I'm inviting you to do today is to look at where in your life you might be holding the thought that something or someone completes you, something or someone other than Love itself, the presence of God. That somehow you're incomplete, but as long as this person has this kind of relationship with you, there is a sense of completion. Or as long as you have this job, you have a sense of completion. As long as you have your dog, you have a sense of completion. As long as you have your home, you have a sense of completion. If there is any person, place, occupation, being... Anything that completes you, if you don't feel complete because you are one with the one, that's where you can do some work. So sometimes when we have an attachment to a person, place, or thing, to a career, something like that, And we recognize it, that we've got this attachment. And how we recognize it is because it creates suffering. All attachments create suffering. So we're, we're suffering because it's not perfect. And if we could just manipulate or control or manage it a little bit better, it might be perfect. You know, so in the movie Jerry Maguire, Jerry and Dorothy are manipulating and controlling themselves and each other to try and make everything perfect. And of course what they're doing is they're not realizing that there's a perfection that's already there. There's a perfection that is beyond time and space, a perfection that is the love of God revealing itself as their life, leading in them and guiding them in every moment. And it is that intelligence, that wisdom, that clarity, that profound connection That is the source of all completion. Now, here's another thing. If we're thinking that anything or anyone will complete us or fulfill us, that we don't already have it, it's missing anywhere. Because sometimes we think, well, when I've accomplished these things, then I can relax. Then I'll feel A sense of success, or when I get married, or when I heal this illness, or when I have this much money in the bank, when I get my mortgage paid off, when I finish my degree, we have all these things that we hold in our mind as being the thing that will give us a sense of peace or give us a sense of completion. Oh my goodness, we are just creating suffering. And we've all suffered enough. We've suffered enough of our own making from these kinds of ideas that we're holding on to, these beliefs, these thoughts. And we've suffered enough because other people have projected these kinds of beliefs onto us. Many of us have felt that someone else believed we completed them. And sometimes when we had the sense that someone else believed that we completed them, all we wanted to do was run away. Even though if under other circumstances we could feel free to simply love them without having to complete them, we might really enjoy that relationship. We will run away. Because we know we can't complete anyone. It is a folly to try to do that. And yet some of us have tried to complete other people and say, you know, I know what's best for you. I know if we were just together, then you'd be happy. Why can't you see that? All these games of suffering that we play. So our challenge is to wake up to true reality with a capital R and realize that we are not now, nor have we ever been, nor will we ever be incomplete. We cannot be incomplete. We are one with the one. The very nature of God, the very nature of love, for God is love, is wholeness. It is the nature of of the divine, because there is nothing in opposition to God. There is nothing in competition with God. There is nothing left out of God. There is nothing separate from God. So, God is complete. And because God is complete, and we are a part of God, it is our spiritual nature to be complete. And if we don't feel it, it's because we're holding a belief in our mind and in our heart That something else completes us, something else fulfills us, something else is what we're lacking. And if that is the tail that we are chasing, we're always going to be running, running, running to catch up. But what we can do is stop right where we are and be willing to open our mind and our heart to an awareness that we're already complete. You have to be willing to know it in order to experience it. So if what you're wanting, 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 craving, craving, craving is that sense of fulfillment and wholeness and completion, it's right there where you are, hidden in plain sight. And you are looking outside of yourself instead of looking within. God completes you in the sense that you are already complete. And as we mature spiritually and we begin to truly value that which is valuable and we begin to put down or disconnect from valuing that which is not actually valuable, then we have this realization of completion. That it's been there all along. And we seek the kingdom first. And then we discover that, oh my goodness, all along, I could have been peaceful. I could have been prosperous. I could have been abundant. I could have been harmonious. I could have been I could have been. Had I realized that I was, I could have experienced the wholeness, the harmony, the prosperity, the purity, the clarity, the freedom, the joy, the wisdom, the creativity, the compassion, and all the spiritual qualities that are live streaming all the time, 24-7, in their fullness, available to be expressed by each and every one of us. And this week, I'm going to share from A uh, Course in Miracles in the text. It's my page 328, chapter 15, and it is section 11, which is entitled Christmas as the End of Sacrifice. So we just had Christmas. We're coming to Valentine's Day. Christmas is the End of Sacrifice. It's chapter 15, which is the chapter entitled The Holy Instant. So, my page 328, paragraph 5, it says, As long as you perceive the body as your reality, so long will you perceive yourself as lonely and deprived. Now, in the Jerry Maguire movie, this is the thing is, they perceive themselves as a body. There's no mention in the movie of a spiritual practice or a connection with the divine. So they are fully locked into seeing themselves as a body. As long as you perceive the body as your reality, so long will you perceive yourself as lonely and deprived. And isn't that the the part of the awakening that happens to the two people in the movie is they feel that they're lonely and deprived in some ways. And that's how they reach out to each other. And this is a standard path of learning. Haven't we all done this? That we have felt lonely and deprived. We were identified with ourselves as a body. And so we reach out to another person or we reach out to uh, our cat, our dog, our relative, our friend, something to complete us, to fulfill us. So if we're going to really walk the talk and really live a course of miracles, we must commit to developing the awareness that we're already complete and not looking for someone or anyone else to complete us. There's no way around this particular homework assignment. So if we're entrenched in thinking we're a body and feeling lonely and deprived, this is our wake-up call that we feel incomplete and we have forgotten. We have not recognized. We do not have an awareness that the fact is we are already complete. We only feel deprived if we don't recognize that the kingdom is within us. So this in, this is strong medicine here, but I'm inviting you to really Look at and write down. I invite you to, some people listen to the show, uh, many people listen to the show on podcast. And you can find it at iTunes if you're not listening live. And you can recommend it to friends. And by the way, if you like the show and you're listening to it, would you go to iTunes if you have an iTunes account and write a review? You can just search for my name, Jennifer Hadley, and you'll find all the things there that I offer. And I I really appreciate when you write a review because it just means it will come up uh, as a recommended thing for more people if people are giving it a favorable review. So if you're listening in the car or you're cooking dinner or something like that while uh, while listening, then you, you won't be able to do this. So you can make a note to do it later. But if you're listening with your journal, then start making a list of the things that you feel are lacking in your life. The things that you are missing. And see if you can begin to recognize that what that which you think you're lacking, there's some spiritual quality that's related to that. And if you can cultivate the willingness, To recognize that spiritual quality is always available to you. That you can experience and express and demonstrate and reveal that spiritual quality. You're going to have a breakthrough. So it's time for us to have a a break (laughs) right now. I'm going to talk about this. Keep going with this when I come back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
0: Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. So we're back. We're talking about
1: some intense stuff. And believe me, I address this work in myself every day. Every day. No holidays from doing the work. That's what Walk in the Talk is. And so if we'd like to eliminate suffering, if we'd like to expand our awareness of the love of God and live in that awakened state We have to do the work of looking at where we have an attachment to something of this world that we value or treasure or idolize above God. Because if you think something completes you or could complete you or make you feel whole, right there, you have a false idol. You are worshiping something In favor of God. Because what you don't realize is God already completes you. Hello, God already completes you. Oh, it's time to wake up to that. So, the suffering that you feel thinking you don't have, that you are lonely and deprived, that suffering is your wake-up call. Thank God. Thank God. If you're holding on to these false idols, you won't feel fulfilled and complete you will feel something is lacking thank God this is how you know that you have fallen off your practice It's time to wake up you are dreaming that you are a body and you can wake up in the body and realize that you are a spiritual being and God has already completed you you've always been complete You can't actually be incomplete, no matter how intensely you convince yourself. Even if you were a quadriplegic, living in uh, a one room by yourself, you would still be just as complete as every other being on the planet. Can you feel that? Can you feel how powerful that is, how healing that could be? And, and can you begin to recognize how many times a day do you try to convince yourself that one of these false idols will actually complete you and make you worthwhile or worthy or valuable or beautiful or beloved or special in some way? Would you settle for specialness when you can have completion, fulfillment, joy that is unconditional, peace that is unconditional, true wholeness. As long as you perceive the body as your reality, little r, so long will you perceive yourself as lonely and deprived, and so long will you also perceive yourself as a victim of sacrifice, justified in in sacrificing others. So you're going to take others with you. Many Think of it this way. Many, many people who idolize others' accomplishments, even their spiritual practice, their holiness, because there are plenty of spiritual teachers who walk around thinking, I'm so holy, I'm holier than you, you're not so holy, I'm the holy one. There are. There are spiritual practitioners, teachers, all kinds of folks who are busy memorizing a Course in Miracles, busy memorizing and studying spiritual texts, but they don't have any spiritual practice. They think that reading a book is a spiritual practice. It is not. It is your connection with the divine. It's your connection with your own holiness. The Christ mind is the Holy Spirit, The Holy Spirit is not some invisible guy who's got magic powers. It's the Christ mind. Our mind is one with the Christ mind. When we remember that for even a moment, there's a healing. There's transformation. But if we're walking around cherishing all the vehicles of separation we will forget that we're complete. And so we'll be sacrificing that, which is truly valuable, and we'll probably be coercing or trying to convince others to come along with us. Because we know, we know that, Speed dating is the way that we're gonna meet that person who's gonna complete us. We know that you gotta get out there in order to find that person. We know that you've gotta lose 20 pounds in order that you can be good enough to go dating. You, you've gotta have the right car or you can't pick a woman up on a date or, you know, you've got to be, uh, Heterosexual, if you're homosexual or lesbian, no, it's no good. You're, uh, you know, all these false idols, all these beliefs of victimization, and will convince others. Think of the, uh, just what popped into my mind is all the uh, intensity about not allowing equal rights in marriage. Is that not specialness? the idea that two people can't decide to do whatever they'd like in their romantic partnership, in their family, that they don't have the same rights as other people. Isn't that trying to victimize other people in favor of someone's specialness? That heterosexual people are more special than homosexual? Hello? All of this stuff is ours to heal. We have to take responsibility for it. It says here again, 328, I'm in paragraph 5 in the text. For those who could thrust heaven and its creator aside without a sense of sacrifice and loss. Who could thrust heaven and its creator aside without a sense of sacrifice and loss? So if you are entrenched in this belief day in and day out, you're incomplete because you don't have the right car, the right job, the right sweetheart, the right clothes, the right weight, the right size, breasts, or height, or income, or whatever it is, hello, then you are choosing that instead of heaven and its creator. Yet, how could you accomplish this yourself when the basis of your attempts is the belief in the reality of deprivation? How could you accomplish? I'm, I'm sorry, I skipped a sentence. And who could suffer sacrifice and loss without attempting to restore himself, right? So first, you take God, heaven, true reality, your natural inheritance, which is the kingdom, and you say, I don't have that. I'm incomplete. The kingdom has not been pre-installed in me. I am incomplete. I have to look outside of myself for completion." And I am convinced of it. And I am gathering the evidence to make that case every day. And I go to my therapist and convince them as well. Get them on board. And I go to my workplace and I convince my co-workers that it's true as well. That somehow I'm incomplete. I am convincing all my family members and my friends that I am incomplete. And I am going to do all these activities to try and complete myself. Who could thrust heaven and its creator aside without a sense of sacrifice and loss? So if you don't value what you have, if you don't value the kingdom which is pre-installed, you're going to experience a sense of sacrifice and loss. You're denying the truth in favor of the belief that you don't have. And who could suffer sacrifice and loss without attempting to restore himself? So first you create this belief that you don't have, ignoring that you do. And then you're going to go try and complete yourself with things of this world. All the live long day. And you will never be successful. Because you're not incomplete. You are complete already. Hello. (laughs) So how could you accomplish this yourself? How could you accomplish the restoration and the completion yourself when how you're attempting, the basis of your attempts, is the belief in the reality of the deprivation? So you've convinced yourself you're deprived. So then you go looking outside yourself to complete yourself you will never be fulfilled that way. You can have a sense of feelfulment. You know, it's that you eat the Chinese food, you feel full for a little bit, and then very quickly you're hungry again. You have a nice big salad. You're so full. Yum, 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 yum. But then, oh, now I'm hungry again. No matter what it is, now I'm hungry again if your sense of fulfillment has been abdicated the sense of completion instead you're chasing after a sense of feel fulfillment that the body will feel full that you're idolizing your body and it's all about you your accomplishments you are the god of your world and you want everybody to recognize you and how special you are you are condemning yourself to a life of suffering It will never end. Fortunately, there is that within you which absolutely knows that the only way to wholeness, to harmony, to abundance, to prosperity, to lasting joy, wisdom, clarity, purity, the only way is through your own connection with the divine and recognizing you're already whole. You're already complete. And you always, always will be. So powerful. But we have to be interested in accepting this truth Truth is the teacher of the humble. When we're willing to accept this truth, there is an awakening, a wisdom, a clarity that breaks free like Niagara Falls through our whole life. But if we deny the truth and we instead choose to believe the things that we have fabricated about ourselves and about life, we will always be suffering. Always be suffering. Pain and suffering. So we here in, in this sacred circle of folks who are, join with me in this weekly get-together, it is a sacred circle. We are transcending time and space so that we can wake up and be the two or more who are gathered Waking ourselves up, remembering the truth of our life. So grateful and so thankful that we can wake up. But let me just say, rather than but, it's an and. And let me just say, in order to wake up, we have to want to wake up. You gotta wanna. You gotta wanna. So I'm inviting you right now to place your hand on your heart. And to feel for one, one moment here with me, the truth that you've never been incomplete, that that is a crazy, crazy story. And it doesn't matter if every single person on planet Earth would believe that you were incomplete, that there was something wrong with you. For whatever reason, you are the living, loving presence of God. And while you might have behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, and all kinds of things that are out of integrity with your wholeness, with your perfection, they are not true and they never will be true. No matter who's convinced, even if they lock you up and throw away the key, it doesn't mean it's true. One with God is a majority. We have to remember that. We have to value that above all else. And this is why I am so committed to seeking the kingdom within, instead of looking outside of myself for completion. And... Reading a book isn't going to do that for me. Taking classes isn't going to do that for me. That is going to happen in my spiritual practice. I can use books to help support me. I can use classes to strengthen my practice. But if these tools don't strengthen my spiritual practice, which means my connection with love itself, my ability to express love, to receive love, to embody love, to recognize love, to recognize all of my brothers and sisters as the presence of God then it's not working. So what Spiritual practice is, it's 24-7. It's not just a dedicated time that we have. But in that dedicated time that we have of prayer, meditation, contemplation, that kind of thing, that is the time for us to put first our connection with the divine and cultivating it. And let me just say, I, I started on this spiritual path, if you will, more than 25 years ago. So I've been at this a while, and it wasn't until I started dedicating myself to time of contemplation, meditation, and prayer that I began to really feel that connection with the divine and begin to feel the healing. So in that time of connection, we can have a profound healing, and we remember our true identity. It's very rare that reading a book or listening to someone else is going to help you with that unless they're more awake than you are. The person who wrote the book, the person you're listening to, and so many people put teachers, books, all kinds of things outside of themselves separate from themselves and idolize them. We're, we're cultivating the ability to recognize we're already complete. And we're one with each other. That's why we're complete. So it's time for the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back in just a minute.
0: Many people, like myself, desire more out of life. I want more out of my work, my daily interactions, and my relationships, including my connection with the divine. So when I found Unity House's new book by the Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard called Good Questions, a lot of things started making sense. Dear Tom, how can I believe in the integrity of God if I can't believe in my own integrity? From K.A. in Iowa. Dear K.A., God's goodness is independent of your highs and lows, but lighten up on yourself, my friend. Everybody has gloomy spells in their moral and spiritual life. Everyone makes mistakes. Self-doubt is endemic to the species Homo sapiens. People tend to doubt themselves and to be their own worst critics. All people fall short of their goals. In fact, that's one of the classic definitions of sin. But making mistakes, even really, really bad ones, does not define who you are. You are Imago Dei. The spiritual image and likeness of God, the divine spirit within, is your true identity, now and forever. Dr. Tom's an expert in metaphysical Christianity who is sometimes passionate, sometimes funny, but always ready to tackle the agonizing questions about life and our spiritual path. His book, Good Questions, Answering Letters from the Edge of Doubt, is a must-read for those of us who listen to his show here on Unity FM or read his column in Unity Magazine. Get your copy today online at unity.org and click on the shop link.
2: Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard? Isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? guest panelists discussing things like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care. Yeah, but they'll all be unity people, right? Oh, no, no, no. He has a list of upcoming guests that sounds like a roll call of the Interfaith Council. Rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? better. He's going to introduce a topic and let them go for it. Imagine having a rabbi and a Catholic priest talking about Jesus as a Jew or asking a biblical literalist to explain creationism to a liberal Christian Bible scholar. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he'll keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I got to hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So, let's talk about it. Definitely, let's.
0: You've been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk.
1: So we're talking about... This sense of lack. So we convince ourselves that we're not already complete, that we're incomplete, and then we start looking outside of ourselves to complete ourselves, and all the while convincing ourselves that we're deprived, we're missing something, and of course we're always going to see people in the world that have what we don't have, which may cause resentment May cause thoughts of attack of yourself and further sense of you 're not good enough you're a loser because look they 've got why don't you have? Have you ever had that feeling about something that you're someone you in your world, maybe it's a loved one, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coworker a neighbor, a family member, someone has what you want and They've got it. Why can't you have it? You know, or maybe you have the experience of uh, the job that you wanted somebody else has, so they've got your job. Or maybe you're in love with somebody, so you think and they're uh, with someone else that your spouse is sleeping at somebody else's house, or something uh, is awry. And you don't have what you should have. You're feeling deprived. So it's telling us here, how could you restore yourself? If you're looking outside yourself to be completed, how could you possibly accomplish that? When the basis of what you're working with is founded on the belief that you could be deprived, that you could be deprived. So what it's telling us here in the course is deprivation breeds attack. Deprivation breeds attack, being the belief that attack is justified. So basically, if we're saying we're incomplete in some way, we're attacking God. We're attacking ourselves, because we are of God. It's a self-attack, the idea that somehow we're incomplete. This becomes the foundation of permission to attack others who have what we'd like to have. Maybe that what they have that we'd like to have is they have money. They have happiness. They have children. They have a spouse. They have a nice car, they have a nice job, they have something that we think will complete us. And so, we bear a grudge against them. And we cultivate the attack thoughts, thinking that we have the right to attack them. We've given ourselves permission because, da-da-da-da, we're the god of our world. I'm making this whole thing up. I'm the god of this world, and in this world, I am lacking and I am therefore attacking. Deprivation breeds attack, being the belief that attack is justified. And as long as you would retain the deprivation, attack becomes salvation and sacrifice becomes love. Now, this is really worth understanding. So again, if you missed it, I'm on page 328 in the text in my copy, which is generally what I find most people have. It's Chapter 15, The Holy Instant, Section 11, Christmas as the End of Sacrifice, Paragraph 5. As long as you would retain the deprivation. So in other words, as long as you're convincing yourself that you're incomplete, you're retaining that deprivation, Attack becomes salvation, right? We start cultivating this idea that, and we see it everywhere in the world. It's modeled all the time, and perhaps your parents, your relatives, your guardians modeled it for you. That attack becomes salvation. That. Attacking the people on TV, the people on the street, the people in the office, in the neighborhood, in your family, amongst your friends, at your church, the people who have what you don't have, who are complete in ways that you are not complete. It's perfectly legitimate for you to attack them. You have every right. You are the God of your world. You are the maker of the whole mind system that you are cherishing. So attack becomes salvation. You start to cultivate. Oh, yes, I'm right and they're wrong. You're so right about your lack. You're so right about the incompleteness. You're so right about why should they have when you're a better person? Why do they have and you don't have? What do they know that you don't know? Attack becomes salvation. Somehow we're going to raise ourselves up by standing on the dead bodies of all the people that we've attacked. And sacrifice becomes love. So in this we are so many ways. Sacrificing true love, true happiness, true peace, true reality. Because we love in a special way. We think that true love is a sacrifice. That if we are going to seek the kingdom within, that somehow that's going to require some kind of sacrifice from us. If we're going to seek the kingdom within, then we can't have that really fit, beautiful body. If we're going to seek the kingdom within, we can't have a great job and a great career. If we're going to seek the kingdom within, we can't have abundance and prosperity. If we're going to seek the kingdom within, we can't have a wonderful relationship, marriage that somehow we have to sacrifice all of these things that we want so much in order to seek the kingdom within. This is the biggest crime in the history of humanity. And it says so clearly in so many spiritual teachings, seek first the kingdom, which is within which is pre-installed and everything else will be added unto you. So what part of everything else don't you understand? What part of everything else do you think doesn't include joy, happiness, love, freedom, abundance, clarity, wholeness, prosperity, creativity, everything that you really say that you want? So this is our work to do, to realize it's time to seek the kingdom first. It's time, way past the wake-up call. If you're suffering, the only way out of suffering is to seek the kingdom within. If you're suffering, it means that you've been looking outside of yourself. That is the truth of it. I, I always go back to, because it's, it's so powerful for me, I always go back to the Buddhist teaching about suffering. All attachment creates suffering. Attachments come in two flavors, craving and aversion. So when you're wanting, 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 needing, needing, needing outside of yourself, that's a craving. When you have an aversion to something outside of yourself, In other words, you hate it, you despise it, you think it's wrong and bad. That's an attachment. These are the two kinds of attachments. Wherever there's attachment, there's suffering. So what we learn to do is to unhook the attachment and live in our true identity. This is what I'm inviting you to join me in. If you'd like to participate in my daily blog and my daily prayers and be part of that prayer circle, please join me. I'm getting ready to start my three-week prayer power class. And that's a three-week class in the power of prayer and really understanding how prayer works so that you can use it to focus your mind and change your beliefs and realize that you're complete. So all those details are at JenniferHadley.com. And right now, I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart and tune within. Let's take this breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and so thankful that it is our nature to be whole and complete. And we're interested in remembering this and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I love you. Have a great.